Synthesize, a triptych, a Star Trek Discovery fanfiction, written by Sherrods, and read by God of Laundry Baskets. Sylvia had been on Discovery for about a month when Joanne sat down across the table from her at breakfast and said, So, when's your birthday? She just stuck a big forkful of scrambled eggs into her mouth as Joanne said it, so Sylvia couldn't respond right away, but her eyes clearly betrayed her confusion enough, since Joanne grinned and leaned forward, arms braced on either side of her own fruit-loaded porridge. Yes, I could have looked it up in the database, but where's the fun in that? She said, and, well, Sylvia could see her point. She wouldn't want to look something like that up either if she didn't need to. She swallowed her eggs and took a drink of water, just to be sure nothing would be caught or stuck. Once you translate it back to Terran Standard? She asked. Not that she was expecting anything else, and Joanne nodded as she took her own bite of porridge. Sylvia mentally checked the math again. She preferred remembering her birthday by Federation Stardate, which was just enough of a different system to be annoying, and then said, June 21st. Joanne's eyebrows raised. Solstice, baby. I guess? Sylvia shrugged and poked at one of the peppers mixed into her eggs. I mean, I was born on a starbase, and my mom got posted enough places that I didn't think about it much. When I was a teenager, sure, we were on Earth, but... She let go of her fork in time to keep her futile gesticulation from potentially catapulting breakfast around. I had to learn the association. Well, grow up with farmers, and you learn to care about that kind of thing a lot. Joanne smiled a little and Sylvia tentatively smiled back. Then, before Sylvia could figure out if it would be okay to ask about that, Joanne offered, My birthday is October 8th, so I'm a harvest baby. Sylvia took another bite of her eggs, trying to figure out what to say. Joanne didn't seem to mind that, fortunately. She keeps eating her food, quiet but not seeming annoyed, which is a relief. Sylvia's seen Joanne on board. The lieutenant made a point of greeting her when she came on board, saying that she wanted to be sure to know all of the new women, especially the new tech-nerdy ones like Sylvia. But Joanne's bridge crew and Sylvia, well, Sylvia's just happy to be on Discovery at all. And she loves the engineering labs, but it does make it hard to talk to anyone who isn't also taking engineering shifts. Even so, Joanne has made an effort— so Sylvia wanted to meet her there. As she poked eggs onto a slice of toast, she admitted, I have no idea what harvesting means other than what you learn in schools and books, but I'm pretty sure that it's hard. Joanne laughed, eyes crinkling up as they're hidden in her laugh lines. Sylvia's smile grew too, until she was giggling herself as Joanne wiped tears out of her eyes. Honey, there's a lot to harvesting but you've got the core of it down. Do you want to know more? Yeah, Sylvia said, feeling a flush on the tip of her ears. I would. Lieutenant Stamets, Paul, he kept trying to insist, but Sylvia had only been on discovery for two months. She didn't want to step out of line. 
ground and face-planted onto his desk. As that wasn't anything out of the ordinary, Sylvia kept working. Mostly right now. That meant reading through files and plugging data into comparative statistical frameworks to see if she could find anything new and interesting about the spore drive. It was intensely boring, and she really wished she could do literally anything more exciting. She'd spent the first six weeks of this assignment reviewing every single inch of the spore drive, from blueprints to reality. She finished that thrilled, but then Lieutenant Stamets had walked up to her station and made a motion as if he was dropping a pile of paper on her desk. Sylvia had stared at him confused for a second before her workstation lit up to show another buttload of files. Here's the data from all our current trials, Lieutenant Stamets had said, grinning at her. I think something's broken or can't handle the strain or something. Please, tell me what it is, Cadet Tilly. So, she'd been stuck here, and the science and engineering were both fascinating, but she was also really, truly, incalculably bored. Sylvia was about to follow Lieutenant Stamets' example when the door to the spore wing. It wasn't the spore bay, she'd been told many times. The spore bay was Lieutenant Stamets' pet project and under the purview of botanists, not engineers. Hissed open. Sylvia glanced over at it under the cover of a stretch that started as a justification for looking around and turned into something she hadn't realized she'd needed. Lieutenant Commander Arium stood there, silhouetted for a moment before the doors slid closed once more. Stamets, Lieutenant Commander Arium said, and Lieutenant Stamets almost leapt to his feet. Are you going to be ready to run another testing sequence in three days? Three, Lieutenant Stamets ran a hand through his hair, and the rest of the staff started turning to watch. Arium, we're pushing too fast. We'll run out of spores. Lieutenant Commander Arium inclined her head, and Sylvia thought she caught frustration in her expression. I know that. Fuck. Lieutenant Stamets stared up at the ceiling. Tilly! Sir? Sylvia said, startled to be singled out like this. Lieutenant Stamets gestured at the ceiling. Is there some justification we can use to push back the next round of testing for at least a week? You've been sitting in all that data. Um, Sylvia bit her lip. That weird side effect? The dampness? That we don't know the cause of? Lieutenant Stampments gestured at her to continue, and the words started tumbling out of her mouth. I don't know for sure, but it's definitely not something the drive was designed for, and we've got a lot of delicate pieces, and I know it takes at least a week to do a full cleaning inspection on something like this, but if mold, not spores, mold starts growing on the regulators or water gets into the circuits, it'll take a lot longer than a week to rebuild everything. Well then, Lieutenant Statements threw both of his hands out towards Sylvia, then drew them back into a hug. You heard the cadet, Ariam. Can't possibly do another trial until we go through and make sure that the dampness, which wasn't something we designed the drive for, didn't know about it at the time, isn't leaking anywhere it shouldn't. 
Lieutenant Commander Ariam shook her head, but Sylvia could see her biting back a smile. I'll pass that on, Snapmints. Then she turned and gave a real smile to Sylvia. And I'll keep an eye out for you, Cadet Tilly. You're clever, you think fast, and we have a friend, or two, in common. Thank you, Sylvia managed, feeling a little faint at the praise. Her ears were buzzing, she realized, as Lieutenant Commander Ariam took her leave. She took deep breaths, trying to calm herself enough to go back to work, and had almost succeeded when Lieutenant Stamets sat down on her desk. So, you're brilliant, he said casually, as if this was something one heard every day. You're helping a lot, even if you don't feel like you are, and I'm really tired of formality. Especially formality I got because I'm being forced to serve on a military vessel. His eyes were piercing bright, and Sylvia felt caught in them. Then the silence stretched out, and she said cautiously, Okay? Better. He patted her shoulder. If you can't call me Paul, could you at least drop the lieutenant? I think so? Sylvia smiled. It didn't feel like a good smile to her, but Statman's grin made her think that it wasn't so bad after all. Should I keep going with this data? Yeah. Give me a summary of what you've figured out so far, even if it isn't new. Statman's hopped off the workstation and started walking backwards towards his own. I'm making you double-check my work to make sure there's no errors. Anything new you figure out is a bonus. Sylvia saluted him and got a single finger back in response. That was enough to startle her into laughter and receive a thumbs up back. In a much better mood, Sylvia turned back towards her data, ready to keep proving her skills. I'm not saying you have to enjoy every moment of it, but I'm saying you should at least try to relax. Joanne led Sylvia through Discovery's halls, winding deeper into the residential areas that Sylvia never had a reason to learn. There's more to life than work, no matter what fast-track colleagues think. I know that, Sylvia grumbled, but she didn't resist her friend's lead. It wasn't the idea of having fun that made her nervous, anyway. It was the fact that she was the only cadet in Joanne's group. Detmer and Ariam, who had made Sylvia promise to stop calling them by their rank as soon as she'd stuttered out nervous lieutenants in greeting despite how they were out of uniform, were also with them. But I haven't been here as long as you have. Detmer laughed. Tilly, we didn't get brought on that much before you did. We've just been in the service longer, so we know the tricks. It helps that we've overlapped some in our own training, but that only does so much. She slung an arm around Ariam's shoulder. It's easier for some of us to settle in than others, you know. Ariam shoved Detmer's arm off. I've settled in just fine, no thanks to you. Sylvia giggled and staged whispered to Joanne. They sound like sisters. Joanne linked her arm through Sylvia's and said, we want you to feel just as comfortable, Sylvia. Otherwise, why would we take you along to secret girl-time hangouts? Is that what this is? Sylvia glanced around. She was in the middle of a triangle the other three were forming. 
Are you a cult? Should I be worried? The only cult here is the cult of liking to drink and grouse about work safely outside any space we can be expected to be called on duty. Thetmer patted Sylvia's shoulder. And if you don't want to drink booze, you can drink fruit juice or soda and explain to us how superior it is, and we'll probably agree with you. Sugar's nice that way. Sylvia nodded, head whirring as they stepped into an elevator, Nariam punched in their destination. Sylvia didn't exactly catch it, but it was definitely somewhere on civilian levels, which explained why they'd gone so far. Not all the elevators on Discovery moved between explicitly Starfleet levels and the social spaces and general quarters of their support staff. I think I'll start out with the juice, thanks. I still don't drink booze, Ariam said, leaning against a wall. Sylvia had been trying to reconcile this quiet, friendly person with the stressed and sharply commanding officer she'd first met down in engineering— but she thought she liked this Ariam better. I don't like how it interacts with the implants. She's just mad she's a lightweight now, Dempmer said, completely unruffled. She tapped the metal shining against her shaved scalp. I get tingles from it, a much nicer side effect. Ariam responded with an upraised finger, and Sylvia leaned against Joanne as she tried not to outright collapse with her giggles. This was going to be okay. She was going to be okay. She took a deep breath as the giggles started to fade. As the elevator doors slid open and they started walking again, Sylvia said, Thank you. For what? Dumpmer said, speeding ahead towards an area that sounded crowded. Being friends? Yeah, Sylvia said, trying not to tear up. I haven't had many before. Oh, honey, Joanne said, squeezing her arm. I forgot to say, no big emotions like that until we're safely at the bar. But then you can cry about it all you like, okay? Sylvia nodded and let her new friends envelop her in their love as they continued onwards into the night and the new day and all the rest of time after that. The end. Thank you for listening. This was recorded for Caminante, from their wish list, for Voice Team, Mystery Box 2021. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful 2022.